another wonderful stall. I congratulate you, dear brother. You were correct in choosing this wild land. It was not I. It was Professor von Metzler who said, in southwest part of America, you'll find these electrical storms you need for your experiments. Modest Rudolf, you never do take any credit for what you do. I want no credit for these terrible things we are doing here, Maria. All I want is to go back to Vienna. Welcome back to Cow Punches, where the night is dark, the woods are haunted, and the goddamn bear's back. I am your pallbearer, Stu Kaufman. And uh, I stand a toxic queen. I'm Amy McLeod. And justice for Hank. My name is Melissa Huggins. <laughs> and do not adjust your podcast broadcasting device. That's right. It's a double feature Halloween. <laughs> Get spooky, everybody. <laughs> no need to call the Ghostbusters on this one. Uh, tonight, we watched from 1966, Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter, directed by William Bodine and starring John Lupton, Narda Onyx, and Cal Boulder. And uh, this one was fun. This... I think they spent all the budget... Yeah. on this one yes yeah, they, they did <laughs> they totally did uh i oh my god <laughs> also we, can i quibble with the title i was gonna yes. i was gonna bring that up too so yes please quibble. I, it is misleading <laughs> it is incredibly misleading because like clearly at one point maria frankenstein um <laughs> it's frankenstein, frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> um is like, yes, Grandfather Frankenstein, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, isn't that supposed to be your dad? But no, apparently the Frankenstein of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is Grandpapa, not Papa. So I'm like, should be Jesse James meets Frankenstein's granddaughter. But maybe that was too much to put on a marquee. Maybe. Well, and part of me is like, why did it have to be the grandpa? Like, I don't know that... You know, I, I feel like not that I have it's been a long time since I've read Frankenstein, so I can't remember how rooted in time that one is. But I feel like when we're doing a double feature B horror movie Western, you could probably just get away with saying daughter and not have to be chronologically accurate. Right. I mean, if I'm remembering correctly, um, he married because I think she's his cousin is the girl that Dr. Frankenstein ends up marrying um, but she gets murdered on their wedding night. Right. So, like, there is no chance for him to procreate. And then he yeah, spends right. the rest of his days uh, traveling around, hunting down the creature, and then I think finds him in, like, the North or South Pole or something. Sorry, spoilers! Spoiling and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Way to which go, Mel. <laughs> is an excellent book. You should read it, but you should only read the version... Um, which I think is most of the versions now where she actually re-edited it because her husband, husband 
Percy, Percy Shelley, who was an asshole, um, edited it for her and like, like, cause like, you know, she's just a woman. Um, and then <laughs> after he died, she like put stuff back in the way she wanted. What do women know about literature? <laughs> uh, before we dive into this any too farther, I wanted to share, uh, I made a joke about William Bodine, about how he made 350 known films, which just let that statistic sink in over his, like, because he's made his first movie. He directed his first movie in, I think, 1913, when he was 21. Oh so, like, the first God. movie. Yeah, it was, like, the first movie. <laughs> like, he was born as soon as he was cognizant of the world around him at, like, 1899. They're like, shit, I can make movies? This is amazing. I'm this doing This is all that. I will ever do, ever. <laughs> uh and is it, it's it's said that he may have made as many as five hundred. Uh, here is a quote. I made it. I cracked the joke that you know. Did he just like plop down into the director's chair and be like, "Let's make some trash"? Here is a quote from the man himself. <clears throat> quote: These films are going to be made regardless of who directs them. There is a market for them, and the studios are going to continue to make them. I've been doing this long enough. I think I can make them as good or better than anyone else. I'm going to be, so basically to paraphrase, I'm going to be the best maker of trash. He's ever. the trash king. I love it. And you know what? Like, I'm getting ahead of myself. I enjoyed the heck out of this. Yes. I also, this was good garbage. I also rewatched The 13th Guest. Still enjoyed the hell out of it. It makes no sense. But it is a del- you want to watch something for Halloween? It's on Amazon Prime. Go watch that too. Highly recommend. Yeah, it's like you give this man eight days and a hundred dollars, you're gonna get some gold. <laughs> That's what I kept reading about this guy. It's just like you you could give him the sh- the, the 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 most gossamer of shoestring budgets, and he will. Make- He's like, sure, like, I'll make you a movie. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> we have watched some shit. Like, some absolute steaming piles of shit. And so far, I have enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. This is, like, this is on the level of, like, his, these movies have been on the level of, like, some spaghettis that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Like, they're inherently watchable and just, I don't know. Wild. I can't. I can't. Wild. Right. This is a, this is an Oscar uh, no. This is an Oscar, uh, you know, bait. This is this is never going to be true art. But man, do you love the shit out of it? <laughs> Grab some popcorn; you'll have a good time. <laughs> oh yeah! This was this was Bodine's last movie. Really? He died in wow. 1970. Yes. <gasps> wow. So, so may, Amy, may we all have such a career? I know. Right, of 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 sterling career of making garbage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three hundred and fifty known films. I think people just lost track. They're just like, whatever. Well, he probably, it sounds like he kind of approached it like, this is just my job. I'm going to make as many of these as I can. You know, (laughs) it's like, how many days of your own job do you remember? You don't remember all of them. That's true. And for that matter, like, you know, it's uh, eight days to me. I can't, I can't figure out. I've read it several places. As you mentioned, Amy, he made these movies over eight days did they each take eight days or did he make two movies in eight days well i I had read that the um billy the kid versus dracula took eight days i don't know how long this one took because just uh the the jesse james one the one i read is that like he made both in eight days my god so basically he lord of the rings did yeah right just sold them all at the same time yeah this one says shot in eight days so yeah not sure (laughs) 
Was it the same eight days? This is the problem. He filmed uh, Billy the Kid in the morning, and that's why the lighting was so fucked up. (laughs) You got it. This one was late afternoon. The lighting was better. Well, Amy, you want to tell us what happened to this here ghoulish bottom half of, of, uh, of a picture show? Yes. Bottom half of a double feature? Yeah. I would love to. So, as our, our last, our first movie of the double, double feature was pretty much Bram Stoker's Dracula with a Western flair. Uh, this one's a little bit different from uh, Frankenstein. <laughs> but uh, we start with kind of two parallel stories that can, that will converge. We have our scientist siblings who are terrorizing a southwestern town, and they are Maria and Rudolf Frankenstein. Ever heard of them? No, it doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> uh, no, no one else has read their Mary Shelley, uh, but they don't. No one in town likes these guys. They're creepy, and everyone who works there uh, gets sick and dies, even though those two are doctors. So they're either the worst doctors ever, or they're up to some shady shit. Um, Juanita Lopez and her family, we kind of see them, um, and they're getting ready to move out because their, their, uh, Juanita's brother had been working at the, the, the mission and had contracted this, I'm using quotation marks, mysterious illness and died because <laughs> they, they, they're like, we have to bury them all at night because, um, disease reasons. Cause I guess disease doesn't like the day, but <coughs> contagious very yeah. contagious which L- i'm like listen, i don't know why they're not getting it they're, they're scientists just just shut yeah. up so they're super scientists um maria really uh, you know in case it wasn't clear is using the children the children of the town uh to experiment on she wants to make her own frankenstein's monster just like grandpapa her brother is not super into it um, he seems to like not be on board at all. And I'm like, I don't know why you're hanging around her, but you go off. Our second storyline is with Jesse James and his buddy, Hank Tracy. Um, the sweetest they... man alive. Him, himbo Tracy. <laughs> yeah. Hank is the himbo in my notes. Cause he's just big, nice, strong man. We love him. He's the best. He would probably give great hugs. Oh, you yeah. know he would, and he mm-hmm. he's just would be super polite. Oh, he'll help you move yeah. every time. I won't even ask for pizza. Yeah, exactly. You say you're it, moving. He's like, when? I'll be there. He doesn't even wait for you to ask. Mm-hmm. Right. You'll you'll ask him what he wants wants in his pizza, and he'll like turn you down. You'll be like, no, you're getting pizza, dude. No, he's like, I brought beer. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> that's he will, he will bring the pizza. He mm-hmm. brings the pizza and the beer, and he's mm-hmm. so big and strong that you're going to move in, like, half the time. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, everyone should be so lucky to have a friend like Hank. <laughs> so Jesse, Jesse James is, like, the luckiest man to, to be able to hang out with Hank. Um, but they are on the run from the law. They need money. So they join up with the Wild Bunch for a heist for $100,000. However, there's this little little jerk Lonnie who's part of the wild bunch who isn't too happy that Jesse and Hank want a share of the spoils which I'm like that seems reasonable that they get a share if they're helping but he's real pissed off about it um they're gonna split the hundred grand five ways so he would have gotten 20 grand but instead Lonnie sells out everybody for 10 grand I'm like Lonnie (laughs) 
Great. Lonnie, the math don't math. But anyway, he's being <laughs> a real stick in the mud. Also, like, Lonnie, that's your brother. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Lonnie is a real... Uh, nobody likes Lonnie. It's no. like, Lonnie, Lonnie is the friend who won't help you move. Even when you... Like, they'll say they're coming and then, like, let you down every single time. And cancel. Right, you're... Be like, he'll, oh, so, he'll, sh- he'll show up, like, at the last, like, 15 minutes to move some kitchen chairs and then be like, when's pizza and beer coming out? Like, you mm-hmm. fucker. Yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why I hang out with you, Lonnie. Right. It's because he's got a hot tub. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Um, so he goes to the marshal and tells him the plan and said, hey, Jesse James is going to be there. Give me 10K. All that good stuff. So uh, basically everybody gets... <laughs> everybody in the wild bunch dies. Hank gets shot in the shoulder. Uh, so Jesse is getting Hank the heck out of there because they're running from the marshal. Um, so... Which was a little odd. So the marshal had some other uh, folks with him. And when they stopped the heist, they're like, all right, everybody else go home. I'll go after Jesse by myself. <laughs> so I was like, you got some dudes like right there. Why not yeah. Why not take them along? But anyway, uh, Lonnie's like, no, I'll come with you because I freaking hate Jesse James because he wanted a fair share. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, so while they're on the run... Hank's not doing so hot. He's real woozy. So um, they're going through the woods. They run into Juanita and her family as they're trying to get out of there. They need a doctor, but they kind of explain, I can't really go into town for reasons. But they all, they can all tell. They're like, clearly, clearly crime has occurred and that's why you can't go into town. So Juanita directs them to the shadiest doctor she knows, the Frankensteins. (laughs) (laughs) Which to be fair, like... That's probably your best bet if you can't go to a real doctor. I listen. Listen, I've watched enough media. I've read enough history books. If there's one thing I know, it's never trust a German scientist evading the authorities unless they're Jewish. <laughs> and um, no, don't trust him. <laughs> so I I want to talk about this when we get to it because I I've watched this movie twice now. And because I was like, why does she make this decision? And I have theories as to why she thinks it's okay. I have some thoughts as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, Yeah, because like before this point, Juanita is just going on about how horrible the Frankensteins are and they're evil and like death surrounds them. Um, But she sends Hank and Jesse over to the Frankensteins and she goes with them. Like, And her dad is like, no, don't go. I won't let you. But they sneak off. And then in the morning when she's missing, her dad's basically like, we're leaving her for dead. I ain't going back. Like, <laughs> we have no daughter anymore. She's on her own. I was like, she's... Jesus. Thanks, Ooh. dad. <laughs> right. Way to be supportive. Um, but we never see them again, so it's okay. <laughs> I assume whatever. They eventually, Maybe they come back later. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so now the movie really begins. We start to form one uh, one part of our love trapezoid. <laughs> the romantic Something. subplot of it this is film. a trapezoid, isn't it? Yeah. It is. So I was it's, like, "What shape is it? It's a trapezoid. It is, it's a shape unknown to science. The, the, yeah. the love quadrangle. Yeah, the love quadrangle. It the, starts the as a triangle. Non-Euclidean geometry <laughs> of love. Yeah, because we've got a little Hanks 
a little sweet on Juanita, but Which, he's also... I'm a little sweet on Juanita. Like, how yeah. could you not be sweet on Juanita? Mm-hmm. Juanita is adorable. She's super nice. She's helping Hank recover. He's like, no one's ever been this nice to me. Then um, Jesse, like, saves Juanita from being attacked by some random guy. <laughs> that I think that scene was there just so that Jesse could save her and then she would fall for him have a reason to fall for jesse james because i'm like hank's the real catch here like this is true who's not picking hank out of those two (laughs) i can have the guy with the weird mustache or i can have a football player yeah big strong nice guy (laughs) all i could think of was the scene in george of the jungle with um brendan fraser does anyone remember the scene with the horses? I do not. I've seen that movie, but it is been... <laughs> so yeah, let me set the scene. Think, yeah. Let me remind all of my 90s babies out there um, where Brendan Fraser is George of the Jungle and it's like super buff Brendan Fraser. Okay. Like he's the buffest he's ever been. And like they're at a party at Ursula's house And he's in this field with this white horse and he's like interacting with this horse and his shirt is open and his hair is flying and it's like (laughs) soft lighting and beautiful. It's like like the cover of a romance novel and he's like this beefy, beefy man and he's so handsome and all the women at the party are just like standing along the fence like drooling. This beautiful scene. Like (laughs) it's just beauty, you know, it's just that could be Hank. <laughs> that could be Hank. Um, but yeah, so we've got a real a real scenario here where Juanita could, you know, she's got her pick right now. She's got Jesse. She's got Hank. Both of them like her. Uh, but now we move to the mansion. They get Hank up to the, the old, I keep calling it a mansion. It's an old mission because they keep saying how weird it is that they're in an old mission. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like the weirdest part of the story, but okay. Uh, <laughs> that's the least weird thing the Frankensteins are doing. Um so at first the brother kind of doesn't want him to come in because he's like "Mm, fresh flesh for the mill my sister's gonna try and frankenstein this man um but they eventually let them in and maria is even like get juanita in here she she, fatal flaw of maria is that she underestimates everyone around her pretty much (laughs) she thinks everyone else is super dumb and naive so she's kind of like Juanita well she doesn't suspect anything she's too dumb to interfere with my machinations I'm too hashtag girl boss for anybody to get in my way um so while Marie is straight German scientist sense of superiority Nazi scientist. I, I totally, it's all there. I totally wrote down, like, if an accented scientist told me that their work wasn't appreciated back home, I would leave. I <laughs> yeah, would, yeah. I would be like, your work's not appreciated at home? Like, the yes. authorities were after you? Statements that end with, I'll show you all. <laughs> I, exactly. I think I'm gonna leave. Bye. Yeah, like, yeah. That bullet wound, it looks so much better. You got the bullet out. Like, come on, Hank. Let's go. Let's yes. just go. Like, Juanita's got a house down in the village. Let's just stay there. Right. Yeah. We can convalesce there. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, she gets so excited to see them. They get Hank off with the brother kind of tending to him. And then Maria just info dumps all of that stuff. And I'm like, if some woman 
who is the doctor I'm taking my friend to, starts saying all those things. Yeah. I'm out. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he is not nearly concerned enough with the information he's been given. No. I, yeah. Listen, I've only regularly and flagrantly violated standards of scientific ethics. Yeah, because I think it was like, <laughs> why is no one living here anymore? And she's like, oh, the people here don't understand my work. Their minds are too small from the grandeur of my plan. And she's also like, and she like blatantly tells him, oh, yeah, we fled Europe from the authorities. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, uh... Uh, and, and she was pretty clear about it being for science reasons. Mm-hmm. Again. So I'm like, <laughs> time to leave. But Jesse James yeah. is just a white man in a horror movie. What else yeah. is he supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Juanita's there trying to help with, uh, with Hank getting better, but it becomes very clear. I mean, Maria wants to turn Hank into a Frankenstein's monster, which is no good. They're also trying to hide from the Marshal and Lonnie. They're kind of, eh. Um, they're like uh, in the background. A waste of everyone's time. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they're not doing much. Just the Marshal um, saying Juanita's name. Juanita yeah. Lopez. Lopez. Like, what was and that? Then swaggering a little bit and squinting. He put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Like, okay, John um, Wayne. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, so this is where we get the, the final point in our love quadrangle. Uh, Mar- Maria approaches Jesse James. I don't know what the hell she's wearing. We can talk about that when we get to the costume corner. Because uh, I was, it was something. But she basically, you know, propositions him as like, hey, this is great. You're running from the law. I'm running from the law. We're going to make the perfect power couple. And she even says like, I'm going to make an empire here. I was like, wow. She's like, really like, I want you by my side when I take over the world with my zombie army. But uh, (laughs) Jesse's having none of it. He's like, I just met you. And I kind of like Juanita over there, which just offends the crap out of Maria. Like who Juanita? Like that's, is that a person? Who is that? (laughs) Um, So then Maria gets mad and, basically sets Jesse up to get captured um, in town. She's like, oh, Hank's got a turn for the worse. Take this sealed prescription to the druggist in town and get it right away. But it's really a note that says, hey, this guy's Jesse James. You should freaking lock him up. Ben yelled at the TV, open the letter. What? I like, know. Right? Like, he, he and Juanita have this whole dispute about whether or not, you know, it's a real thing that he needs to get this prescription. And Ben just goes, Open the letter. You're a flippin' right. outlaw. <laughs> right? Read it. I know, because Juanita's like, I don't trust them. I especially don't trust Maria. Don't listen to a word she says. And he's like, I don't know. Hank needs this medicine, but I'm not going to look at it to see what it is. Classic. Oh, just some aspirin? I can get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> he ends up getting into some... It's like a mild inconvenience for Jesse James. He, you know, figures it out and heads right back. Uh, but he's too late our, our poor, our poor, poor Hank. Hank did not deserve this. I was really hoping he would get saved. I was so upset. <laughs> I know. I was so mad. She, she turns him into uh, a monster and changes his name. Starts calling him Igor. Was it Igor or Igor? Igor. 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 He got to wear a spiffy space helmet, though. He did. He looked like a little Star Wars helmet thing going on there. 
Um, but With the neon light on it. Yeah, but she successfully recreates Frankenstein's monster. Um, poor Hank is now Igor and is now doing the bidding of Maria. And in fact, the first thing he does is kill Rudolph, the brother, because he is trying to... He had been secretly um, killing all of the children that she was experimenting on because he was like this is messed up i don't want you making zombie children workers um but wasn't able to do it this time and uh igor got him we will not be pouring one out for rudolph he he can he can go ahead and rot in hell oh (laughs) he could have done a lot more i'm like why are you enabling your crazy sister (laughs) anyway (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> and he was just in—he was just in it for the murder, <laughs> right? It was all fun and games until we started murdering children. Um, that it was that it was a blast. No, god damn it! <laughs> no. So then Jesse shows up and gets incapacitated. Um, so she ties him up and like, oh great, I can have two really awesome zombie men. Uh, but then the marshal shows up because somebody, because that's right, because um, Juanita was like, don't go back to the mission. And he's like, I got to go back for Hank. Like, what the fuck? And Juanita's like, no, Hank's Hank's gone, man. Don't don't go back. If you go back, I'm going to tell the marshal where you are. And he's like, I don't care. I'm going to go see Hank. So the marshal shows up and is like, hey, I heard Jesse James is here. What's going on? And uh, she's like, oh, no, nothing. Uh, why do you want to look in my lab? <laughs> like... Can Let's al- start with the lab. Can I also just say the marshal's complete non-concern when he walks in and sees an unconscious Jesse James tied up with straps, yes. leather straps on a table and is like, yes. Yvette, you're at the end of the line there, Jesse. I want to be like, does he think this is like a weird like sex dungeon? Oh, yeah. This like, is somebody's <laughs> kink. It's like a clearly in need of aid. And you're like, just like... like I would have turned around to the weird, you know, Austrian Viennese scientist and been like, um, do you want to explain this? Like, yeah. why, no. why, why is, is a man he... unconscious on a right. table in your lab? I, th- I think I speak for everyone here when I say, what the fuck? <laughs> that, if the marshal had said that, I'd be like, it's now 100% more believable. Because, yeah, he like walks in like a damn video game NPC. Like, ah, yes. <laughs> There he is. Thank you. Thank you for finally showing me where Jesse James is. And, he, and it's, you're right. You just started talking to him like he was conscious. <laughs> yeah. Like Several times in this movie, I did write in my notes, that's someone's kink. I mean, look, there's a lot in this movie that's probably someone's oh, kink. But, um, but then uh, Igor squeezes the marshal to death. Um, and then No, he lives. He lives. He lives. He lives. Oh, okay. He just, he just well, squeezes him to pass out. <laughs> he squeezed him a bunch. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense, because I had a note at the end. I was like, who's that other guy? But I guess it was the marshal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, he incapacitates the marshal, uh, but then uh, <laughs> Igor gets stuck on the kill command and then uh, then kills Maria, which to me, I feel like that's every mad scientist. Like, that's the way you want to go. You want to be killed by your own experiment. Like, oh, yeah. That's like the, the noble way for a mad mm-hmm. scientist. You, e- you either die or you get horribly disfigured. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she did pretty, pretty good for herself, mad scientist career wise. 
Um, but then, you know, now it's just Juanita and Jesse kind of alone with poor Igor from uh, Hank. <clears throat> and they're trying to kind of get him to calm down. He starts choking Jesse. Uh, but then Juanita shoots him. And um, poor, so... poor, it was very sad. That was so sad. <laughs> yeah, his, his final words are Juanita, which was the person who had been the nicest to him in his whole life. And she's um, the one that had to shoot him. It was awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Like they didn't, n- neither of them wanted to shoot him, but he just was stuck on the kill command. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we end with a real thoughtful tombstone that said, Hank Tracy, he was Jesse James's friend. Which I feel like they maybe could have <laughs> like done a little better. At least had like best friend, you know, yeah. come right. on. Or like, like wonderful man or something. I don't like know. nicest man that ever lived. Right. Like, yeah. A great know. friend. Yeah. Pure, you know, broad of shoulders, pure of heart, dumb of ass. The most, rem- the most himbo of himbos. The king yeah, it, of the himbos. That that tombstone they gave him to me was like a Ron Swanson written tombstone, <laughs> where it was yes. like, it's like the- he he was a man, <laughs> and now he's dead, and now he's dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, like speaking of like ch- child like like the, uh, the the title of this movie was like could have been made up in a playground like let's play jesse james meets frankenstein well, you know and that's, here's, that's like <laughs> i have another quibble with the title because the, the granddaughter she was the granddaughter but <laughs> like our last title was billy the kid versus dracula when right. i saw the title of jesse james meets frankenstein's <laughs> daughter I thought the romance was going to be between Jesse James and Frankenstein's daughter because of the meets. It should have been versus. Yes. I mean, there the, was the quadrangle. There was know, a quadrangle. But but yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, there was romance, mm. just not the romance we were expecting. Right, I yeah. liked the romance we got, but yeah, I felt mm-hmm. a little... Because in the beginning when it was like, oh, she's like killing all the village children. I was like, I don't know how she's going to come around for me to <laughs> enjoy her as a romantic lead. Like, that's pretty dark. Right. Well, with a title like this, you expect them just like, you know, like, oh, they're going to sit down and have a nice lunch dinner at some pleasant cantina. Yeah. Or like, he's going to have to like defend her against like a town who misunderstands what's going on there because of some like legend or something. But no, she's just awful. <laughs> right. She's just awful. At any moment, you expect her to like launch into some sort of like weird like fascist propaganda. I, I was getting like hella girl boss, like mm-hmm. gaslight gatekeep girl boss, girl oh, boss yeah. vibes from her. She's she was definitely like no one understands me. Like you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. This is the correct place to be. I'm continuing the work. I And it, so that's also why I had to watch it twice. Because I was trying to figure out what the heck she was trying to do. Because in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, what he does is he takes dead body pieces <clears throat> and he like puts them together, you know, and it, it has to be a very large, that was actually one detail I kind of enjoyed, is the, it has to be a large body to handle the electricity. Mm. And that's like what he's doing, right? Um, to create the creature. Um, but it's made from the dead. He's trying to like, like the whole like themes are, he's circumventing, he's trying to create life without um input of women because he is deeply afraid of women 
That's the subtext. <laughs> ah. Can you tell I was an English teacher? Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh but in, in this one, like, she's taking living children and living people and she's trying to make them her slaves. Yes. Which I was like, okay, she's not trying to reanimate the dead. She's trying to, like, mind control. Which I don't understand how that works with electricity, but whatevs. Although I did, like, the touch of, you know, the only way that it works with Hank is because he's huge Mm -hmm. uh and they have what like also i want to know how they got this through customs okay they have (laughs) an artificial brain an artificial brain that like i don't know what pop rocks shit she puts in with this prop to make it like move but i was like like, this is This is my favorite part of this movie. I was like, yes, this is what I want. I want her carrying this, like, beaker with this brain in it that they then, like, that's what I mean. I was like, oh, they took Hank's brain. Like, we can't ever get him back. And they put this, like, artificial brain in his head, and that's how they, like... It's, like, pulsating. It's really weird. But, like, that's how she make. that's how the experiment finally works. Because she has, like, someone who is big enough to take the electrical charge, and she uses this brain. I was like, okay, that's why they're still alive, and the brother is killing them. Like, this, it 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 was like, we need a little more context. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't super clear, like... (laughs) Yeah, the only thing I could understand was that, like her brother doesn't like the experiments, so that's he's sabotaging them. But yeah, and I didn't quite understand until like later when she's like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna be huge, and then he'll do whatever I say." And I was like, "All right." And and I think like the brother is killing them because one, if the experiment doesn't work and they're not enslaved to her. They can be like, uh, it was really weird. They like strapped me to a table and like ran electricity through my body, you know, like, um, so he's killing them so they can't talk. But also if it does succeed and they are like her slaves, uh, he's stopping that. Right. Um, Right. But it took two watchings for me to (laughs) parse that out. It's a little convoluted. Yeah. I feel like the movie really just wants you to know, like, science woman bad Mm -hmm. must stop whatever she's doing i will say one of my favorite details of this movie is like they'll they'll talk about like the place where the frankensteins are are hiding out and they'll be like look over there and it cuts to what is clearly a drawing yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i feel like it didn't look like like the the front door that you see them at doesn't look like any part of the drawing on the building and i was like you couldn't you couldn't slap that on there the only the only part of the facade we see up close you couldn't draw that in there it was like oh look a painting yeah (laughs) they live in a painting Um, right they're like they're like um oh god in uh thomas the tank engine the conductor who lives in the painting anybody remembers that deep cut that's that's how the it's how the frankensteins (laughs) Exist. The cheeky, they live fussy in a little painting. Frankenstein's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted to build an empire of himbos. Let's yeah, just, I gotta uh, tell you, like, just beefcakes, an army of beefcakes. Yeah, I can't but, blame her. But I will say, like, <laughs> unethical though. What what did actually make sense was when they were like, "Oh, we came here for the electrical storms," and I'm like, "Yeah." That makes complete and total sense. Yeah. And the few the, the few times I have been out west, I have seen at least one electrical storm 
it's like a great place. <laughs> you can oh, see yeah. the storm when it's coming. Like all this. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. To me, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I thought that was a nice detail too, that like they gave them a reason for showing up there, which to be honest, in a movie like this, they didn't even need to do that. <laughs> they no, didn't they need didn't to try that hard, but they did, and I appreciate it. They didn't do that. They didn't do that with the. With yeah, there was like the no Dracula. reason. Dra- like, why was Dr- was he on vacation? Why is Dracula going out west? What is he yeah, doing? Yeah, why did away he just go Europe? to like New York City or some shit? Yeah. Was he? Did he like tag along with the Frankenstein's? <laughs> and is like, I, oh god, this lady's nuts. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was on the side of the road when the uh, stagecoach picked him up because he was like, I'm, you know, they're moving on to Arizona. I'm getting the heck out of here. Like, she, thank she you. keeps, she keeps going on about like, like peasants and like weak minded people. There's some like eugenicist stuff going on here. I just don't want to be a party to. So she keeps trying talk. to I'm... sign me up for her MLM and I'm just, I'm <laughs> sick of it. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't. I don't look good in leggings. Is you know. Yeah, I've bought. I bought a few just to be nice, but they don't really fit right. And I, I can't. Re- and they have they're her. Cheap. And they have I had her, them washed once. <laughs> and they've got her face printed all over them for some yeah, reason. I don't need that. Yeah, and then like, ugh, gosh, now I think she's doing essential oils, and you know, I'm a vampire. My skin's very sensitive. I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, can't deal that. with that. Yeah. Particularly, it's like she loves this Wolfsbane essential oil, and I really oh, don't God. vibe with it. Right. It smells like spicy peppers, <laughs> right? Habaneros, <laughs> you know, put it's that like, in your chili. I just yeah, I'm rubbing chili all over my body. That's really weird. I have this weird rash now, you know. Yeah, it makes my face glow red, like I've right, got a flashlight it, on it. It makes it so I can't go through windows. Like I don't know, it's not great. God, but can we all say that you know when you're when you're depressed? Uh, <laughs> What's the thing you reach for is a glass of orange juice. <laughs> the opening scene where they're mourning the missing people and like his oh. uh, Juanita's dad is just <laughs> I think it's supposed to be liquor, but it's just like he's drinking orange juice to wash away the pain. I Tequila was, sunrise. I was like, what is that? Is that limoncello? What is S- that on the table? Sunny delight. I also Sunny D. I also really enjoyed that um <laughs> Like, every time they would ask, like, Juanita's father, like, do you speak English? And he would be, like, a little, and then only, like, for most of the time, only speak in English. Yeah. Yeah. Fluent English. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, we had some Spanish in there, but for the most part, like, he spoke to his family in exposition in English. Like, okay. But he only speaks a little. Yeah, I was like pretty good for a little like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> speaking of family uh I, I i looked this up the the actors that did rudolph and maria frankenstein they're supposed to be brother and sister they're supposed to be siblings guess what is the age difference oh um 35 30. years i'm gonna say 30 years you guys are very close it was 27 <gasps> yeah because at first um, I was confused. At first, I thought Rudolph was her like assistant because mm-hmm. I guess I didn't pay didn't pay close enough attention. And then I was like, Oh no, no, that's her brother. Because I was like, He doesn't seem like the bright age. Maybe, uh, maybe Maria was a little surprise baby. That's 
27 years though that's a big spread uh, it's more like it's more like uh maria's papa got wife. married a yeah. second time <laughs> to mm-hmm. a much younger woman <laughs> and have we considered that maybe they're the children of frankenstein's monster you know that is a big plot point Oh God! That could solve the Cause movie he, title. Because the but whole because be... he wants um, Frankenstein to the creature wants Frankenstein to make him uh, a woman version, and then so that they can he can have someone his his Eve to his Adam, and then Frankenstein like murders her. Well, wouldn't that just then make the the title even more clunky? And it be Jesse James meets Frankenstein's monster uh, star, monster's great granddaughter, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> with with that extra at the end or whatever the fuck. or whatever right <laughs> uh, just, great... the title just gets longer and longer and longer yes <laughs> <laughs> what is the longest movie title in history that's what we need to find out can we isn't it, it isn't it the murder of jesse dames by the coward robert ford isn't it like... which we should probably we should watch that next. we should watch that but I just remember that Oscars when that was up for a bunch of Oscars and they kept reading the full title. I'm like, we can't shorten it. This, this <laughs> it's already going on. Like, this is the longest Oscars ever. Can we like pick it up? Can we, we just call it Robert Ford? Yeah. No? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just Googled the longest movie title and it kind of fits with uh <laughs> oh, no. the theme. <laughs> what do we got? <laughs> Night of the day of the dawn of the sun of the bride of the return of the revenge of the terror of the attack of the evil mutant alien flesh eating hellbound zombified living dead a part 2 sometimes with the added in shocking 2D. <laughs> That's gold. Okay. That is solid gold. A 1991 horror spoof. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. There there are longer, uh, some very long um, uh, movie titles out there. So that one's hard to beat. So. Uh, The suggestions that came up when I pulled up, uh, you know, this movie, one of the things that was suggested be like, oh, if you're interested in this, you should watch, you know, like Attack of the Weird, of the Crawling Foreheads. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, Could we talk about Juanita? Because she by far was my favorite character. And I have a theory why she was like, we're going to take Hank to the Frankensteins. Yes. What's your theory? So my my theory is, is like, because up until this point, like if we're going by serial killer theory, right, where they have a type so far, Mm. all they have killed are young, small male children. Of which Hank is none of those things. Correct. Hank is the biggest man, barring Clint Walker. Like, <laughs> I know. I that, that like, I, as soon as I saw yeah. Hank, I was like, "This reminds me of Clint Walker." Yeah, yeah. Um, Are they related? <laughs> so, so like in my mind, she's like, "Well, we can't take you into town." Um, the only place left are these. They are doctors. Um, you are not a small child. Um, so best chance and, you know, get you healed up and get you out. Like, boom, boom, boom. You know, she wasn't expecting Jess and James to be an absolute fucking idiot <laughs> and not, 
and not have any sense of self-preservation. <laughs> Zero. 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 He did not see any of those red flags. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought she also, <clears throat> I think that's, I hadn't thought of that. So I think that's uh, a very strong theory, which makes more sense. But I think she also wanted to go back to the mission to dig up some dirt on the Frankensteins because she kind of wanted revenge on them for like, because she's like, they're doing some shit. They say it's a disease, but they're doing some shit. Yeah, there is like something shady going on up here. And, you know, like my brother died, but I want to know the truth of what happened to my brother. Yeah. And I think she's like, I'll be going with these two like outlaw guys who can, you know, they can fend for them. You know, they'll, we can take them on. Like that's three against two. Like they can make shit happen. Yeah. Yeah. Although like, I fully believe like if I want anyone on my side in a fight, I want Juanita. Like I love when Jesse James just, they ride into town and he's going to take Hank up to the house and he just hands her a rifle and is like, do you know how to use this? And she's like, yeah. Sure. (laughs) All right. What are you taking for? Yeah. Yeah. She's a Jane of all trades. Really? She's, yeah. She's got a bunch of little hidden talents. And the actress, like, she was serving throughout this movie. Like, yeah, she, she knew- did not need to act as well as she. <laughs> she, yeah, she knew what movie she was in. She's like, "You want me to scream in horror? I got you. Uh, mm-hmm. You need me to damsel in distress? I got you. You need me to like stand up to people and get people to like listen to me? I got you." Like, uh, she was just great. She was so fun mm-hmm. to watch. Yes. Enjoyed her a lot, uh, though I did have a note on her because um, at one point they were all staying in the mission, and I think it was the night they turned Hank into a monster. She woke up to like a horrible like sound, and she was just laying on top of the bed, not under the blankets, and just in the same outfit she's worn for the whole movie. You know, she was ready to leave at a moment's notice. I yeah, that's, that is you know, maybe that was calculated and not a weird thing to do. <laughs> Juanita was like, I don't trust this bullshit. Yeah. This bitch over here is doing all kinds of weird shit. I also like that Juanita was doing the weird thing of, uh, like, I thought the, the first kiss after he rescues her from the, like, awkward Native American encounter that... Yeah. Like, Wait, what the... I, didn't it, need to be there. No. I mean, I get why they did it where it's like they wanted to put her in danger and have jesse like save her and like that moves the relationship along i I get it um didn't need to be there but like yeah it could have been a bear like yeah it could have been a falling rock it could have been anything i mean they certainly didn't care about details like that in billy the kid versus dracula um so i thought that first kiss was a little rushed but I, I really enjoyed their relationship. I also enjoyed that she had this tendency to be like, Jesse, I love you, but I understand that you have to leave, that you won't be staying. Like, girl, like, do you want him to stay? I or, know. Or like, are you okay? Like, with it him leaving? Weird. It had a lot of the energy of um, what's her name and Glenn Ford from uh, 310 to Yuma. Uh, the 1951 where like he meets the saloon girl and they have their moment and they know it won't like be forever but they separate Mm -hmm. yeah but they 
But in this, they, like, never really separate yeah. until the well, end. Because, like, there wasn't... I mean, because like, in 310 to Yuma, it's like there's kind of a clear reason where it's like, I'm being arrested. I have to go. Mm-hmm. And this one, he is on the run from the law. But it does... You get this kind of wishy-washy feeling from her, like, when they're on the bench. And... Because, um, like, Hank said you should come with us when we leave. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, like, I, I can't. I want to stay here. And then she kind of is, like, needling Jesse to get him to, like, ask her to come with them. And he kind of, like, does. He, like, kisses her, like, there's my answer. And she's like, well, I have to stay. And he's like, what the fuck was that about then? Like, <laughs> like why, why did you try to needle that out of me if you didn't want to come with me like she's like i wanted you to admit that you like me right she's like, the- i just wanted to hear you say it i was like man that seems a little emotionally manipulative <laughs> well I, I just like how that whole arc ended where he just like you know he's like I, I i'm a wanted man and then he just walks off to get arrested yes roll credits like, like, you know that Marshall is going to, like, they're going to get one mile down the road, that Marshall's going to get shot, and then he's just going to come back and be like, Juanita, eh? You yeah, know? Kill the Marshall, right? You know? Come on. No, what's going to happen as soon as credits roll, they're going to ride over to Kraft Services and be like, man, I can't believe this is, I'm so glad this is over. <laughs> At least I wasn't on Billy the Kid versus Dracula, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like all the, like, everybody in Billy the Kid versus Dracula comes to Kraft Services and they're like... John Carradine's like really creeping me out. Like I don't know what he's doing, but it's it's really creepy. And and Carradine's just looking into his coffee, be like, I can't believe I'm fucking doing yeah. this. You know, he's he's over in the corner practicing, and they're like, he's been staring, he's been looking like that way for hours. What's what's up with his coffee? And like, why does he have the red flashlight that he keeps turning on and off? Yeah, what the heck? Ugh. He keeps going. That Marshall, though, like to me, he acted so much like an NPC in a video game. Like it seemed like he was so disconnected. Like his line delivery and everything is like he's not really there. He's like in a separate dimension. Except he has the best one liner of the movie. Ooh. Okay. So it's right after. Um, Jesse, Hank has been shot. Jesse and him have run off right after the robbery and they're about to go after the marshal's about to go after him. And Lonnie is like, I'm going to come with you. And Lonnie says something like, you know, I want to see the look on Jesse's face when I shoot him. And then the marshal goes, I never figured you'd try to shoot Jesse James from the front, Lonnie. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, burn. <laughs> Uh, just a subtle dig at Lonnie calling him like, uh, uh, here, I was thinking you're a little bitch, Lonnie. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's I mean, basically it, what he said. It's also a reference to like how Jesse James supposedly died of being shot in the back. But mm. still, like no one expects, you know, Lonnie to be anything because he did also like just kill his brother. Which, right. Yeah. Whoa. Can, we, can we do? Can we reflect on that for just a moment? That like a legendary gunfighter was shot in the back while standing on top of a chair, adjusting a picture of a horse. You know, got love weird. horses. Life you know? is weird. It's just like ah, oh, horse doesn't look right. Anyway, up well, I'm dead. He could have been squeezed to death by his own creation. So mm-hmm. you know, let's count our blessings. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um. 
Little known fact, Jesse James was into uh, resurrecting the dead through nefarious scientific means. <laughs> but yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. But, I mean, to me, if um, in my head canon, uh, nothing bad ever happens to Hank. No, and nothing happens he, to he, Hank. He ends up with Juanita and enjoys a wonderful little life in town. And they family. have giant babies. Yep. And... He just... Yep. He, he, they raise a football team. Yep. Oh, yeah. America's first football team. Yep. He, he rises out of the grave. He's like, man, guys, I got the wildest headache. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and I love um, at the beginning, Hank is so great. Like, his he also has a good one-liner. Because when we meet them, they're having, he's having the, the fight for money mm-hmm. um, out front of the saloon in town. And um, Jesse goes, you you can't lose we we don't have any money um you need to win so that we get the money and he just says like what makes you think i'm losing jesse right yeah he's like <laughs> like i am a tank of a man and this man i am like fighting it's like is, a, is a twig yeah. right. my mother was a viking and my dad was a tank yeah. <laughs> my mother was a grizzly bear and... <laughs> I my dad it. was my dad was a semi. Right. And here I am. <laughs> Goddamn bear's back. Yeah. Goddamn bear's back. His name I is Hank Tracy. I, I have some fun facts about Cal Boulder, the portrayer Ooh. of uh, the actor. Best name, uh, he, last name ever. He yes. is all American. He was born Earl C. Craver in Elkhart, Kansas in nineteen thirty one. He was he, would you be surprised that he went to Wichita State University on a football scholarship? No. I, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. He doesn't seem the type. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a kicker, he, uh, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, just place was, him in the way. <laughs> he was a football team. <laughs> uh, he served in the Korean War where he earned a Purple Heart. And uh, he was, uh, he got his start in acting because he was an LAPD uh, officer. And in 1959, he issued a traffic citation to Robert Raison, Raison, Raison d'Atre, a Hollywood agent. And he, I'm sure he, like. That's a, that's a hell of a way to get out of it. So, so like, <laughs> so let's, let's picture this. You get pulled over, you get pulled over, but, and this absolute unit wee, of a man <laughs> comes up to your car door, and you, like, look up, and then you look up some more, and then and you keep li- looking. Right, you're probably looking in your rearview mirror, and like, is that a bear riding a police like, motorcycle? What, what the hell? Bend, he's got to bend down so far, his ass is in the air. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, and like, you're in their car, and you're like, you know what? <laughs> You could be in pictures. <laughs> <laughs> he was 6'4", 260 pounds, 52-inch chest, 32-inch waist. This man was just, yo, <laughs> he was a football team. Yeah. So our good friend of the pod, Rosemary, also sent me uh, Clint Walker's measurements. So let's compare. Mm-hmm. Clint Walker. Oh, he how, well, how big was his chest? Uh, he was 52. He is bigger than Clint Walker. Clint Walker had a 48-inch chest and a 32 waist. Wow. Big dudes. And he was 6'6". Six, six. So okay, He was taller. He was taller, but still. Not as broad. 
<laughs> the only thing that would make their make Clint Walker's hands look small is like an oil can. Oh I want to see them next to each other. Next. Suit suitcase hands. Just, yes, just, these know? titans. <laughs> uh, so do you? Are we ready to do some segments? Yeah. I think so. Uh. We were talking about costumes earlier. Let's start with Costume Corner. Sure. What um, was Maria wearing in the one scene to, she, to seduce was, Jesse James? It was like a mentee. It's like someone watched um, Mark of Zorro with mm-hmm. um, oh, oh, with Tyrone Power and saw uh, Lolita in that and went, that. We got to do that outfit. Which, it looks like she's going to a funeral. Oh, oh yeah. Well, she is a mad scientist. Like, come on. Like, she's got to be Hank a creepy died. lady. When she showed up, I was like, is Hank dead? Why is she dressed like this? She's got her mentee on. She's trying to be mm-hmm. sexy lady. Um, <laughs> I actually, I thought, I thought she was dressed pretty well. Like, you know, it was vaguely Victorian, like, okay. Um, like, clearly, clearly this is the movie that they spent their budget on. Like, oh, yeah. It oh, yeah. looked, everybody looked great. Although I will say Juanita was a little bit of a like, like, you know, we talked about like last time Dracula was like party city, you know, magician slash steampunk, whatever. Juanita (laughs) was definitely like sexy village girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mexican edition. Like, <laughs> right. like the, the, the kind of costume that you wore back in college, you're like, oh, that was a bad choice. So, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. So I loved that, like, everyone in the village, like, in the beginning of the movie, her parents, they're in brown. They're, like, ragtag. And there she is with, like, a silver belt and silver earrings and this bright red top and this, like, bright skirt. And she, like, where. Clearly, are they giving her their taxes? Like, is, is you know, like, Juanita's the prettiest yeah. girl in town. She must be the prettiest girl in town. Right, mm-hmm. just shower her in, like, fine um, fabrics. I mean, she yes. she looked great. Like, she looked great. The the actress, um, Estelita Rodriguez, was amazing. Um, but, yeah, like, that, that was, like, my one, like, eh. Like, I thought everybody else was on point. And I was looking at pictures of Jesse James. And John Lupton, I would say, they he he kind of like someone looked at a reference photo, and I think dressed him like Jesse James. I was like, That's pretty cool. Some attention to detail there, you know. Like, I mean, it's a dark suit and a mustache, but they didn't have to try that hard, and they did. I also, if we look at the way Billy the Kid was dressed, like. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest here. I think they only put like a single full day's day's worth of work into Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Yeah. Everything else went to this. Yeah. <laughs> it was all one take. Yeah. Um, oh, so you flubbed your lines. Fuck it. We're not. It's not oh, included in the final cut. Yeah. But like the other thing I liked was Maria's um her scientist coat, and I love yeah. the one point. At one point, she's in the scientist coat and just throws a cloak on. Like, girl, take your scientist coat off. You've got a whole dress under there. Right. It's less suspicious. <laughs> she's like, I have to be ready to do science at a moment's notice. <laughs> like, you're in a mission. You're not in a European castle. I know you get confused about these things, but you do not need to swan around in a cloak. Girl. Girl. <laughs> 
well, how is, yeah. is anybody supposed to know that I'm up to, you know, nefarious doings? Well, and like you would think, <clears throat> I mean, because that town is basically empty. Uh-huh. So, and it looked like a pretty decent sized town. You would think there would be hella rumors going around about, hey, there's some creepy people living in that town. But the, like, Marshall, and the Marshall checks the town. I did want to bring that up, too. And the Marshall, um, which I take umbrage with this, he goes to Juanita's house and insists on looking around. But then when he goes to the mission, she's like, oh, ain't nobody here. And he's like, okay, I'm going to leave. I was like, was you just like, <laughs> mission's too big. I can't look around that thing. Uh, anyway. World's Amy, best detective. Amy, I think it's called racism. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was like... I can make no other assumptions <laughs> based on the evidence I've been provided. But also, wouldn't he be noticed that, like, Juanita's the only person in town? And isn't that a little sus? Like, a little suspicious? Also, this is late 19th century America. Where's this man's xenophobia? Like, <laughs> there's these weird-talking foreigners around here. Oh, I can't God. trust him. It's like Christmas Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> this man saw Jesse James passed out on a table strapped down with leather and was like this is normal this is fine yeah <laughs> this is my kink i mean like, shut up <laughs> this is totally not a sex dungeon what like oh my god yeah it's, <laughs> it's so fucking weird oh god uh, well speaking of the laboratory how about a face he happens to be a sweet-looking dude. I have multiple faces, because I couldn't pick. I have... I have two faces. My first, my my winner, is Maria's face when um, Igor first arises. You know, then the, it's alive! She has an amazing face at that point. Like, perfect balance of, like amazement and shock and like mm-hmm. it's a great mad scientist face it was She's everything i wanted got the helmet on <laughs> yes the space helmet the that space was, helmet sells it that was one of mine yep yep and then i really liked uh juanita's face when uh igor is ordered to quote unquote get her she kind of makes this like uh like yeah don't don't get me don't do it juanita knew what movie she was in she's yeah. like she got it they they cut the scene where like what happens is Igor like 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 gets her like like flowers and like tickets to a favorite show and then like when he's just like oh you get me oh you get me forget this Jesse James asshole and then you see like Maria like like just breaking the equipment apart like god damn it <laughs> experiment of failure that was my last artificial brain bullshit right. were those all your faces Amy that was all mine so mine were I really enjoyed Hank's pained face when they arrive at the mansion because while i love hank i love him so much um it is the worst acting no no (laughs) so bad like he looks first of all i don't know how jesse james is holding him up like right it's just i'm like i'm like waiting for him to just collapse right (laughs) um and hank is just like uh it's like it's like that little kid you know, oh, mom, I can't go to school today. I have a tummy ache. Oh, 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 you know, 
And, uh, but really they just have a test that day that they don't want to take the test. Um, we've all done it. We've all been there. Admit it. Um, (laughs) but it's that kind of face. It's just bad acting and I love it. Um, and then I had Maria's face with the helmet where she's like, it's alive. Yes. Um, And then I also loved her completely unhinged. Kill Juanita. Kill Juanita. Kill her. Like, (laughs) she like full mad scientist mode. I I love that. The eyebrows go up. She's got this like braided crown of hair. Like it's it's beautiful. Like that is how you do bug out eyes without being a weirdo. (laughs) Yes, yes. I just loved Maria as the villain. I was like, she was a fun villain. My face was definitely Maria in the space helmet because, like, yeah, that's a Western face right there. It's <laughs> what is clearly an army helmet with, like, neon lights attached to it. Like, yep, that's it. That's the shit. There we go. God, we got a winner. <laughs> something out of, like, 2001. No, what was, uh, what is it, Buck Rogers in the 24th and a half century or whatever the heck it is? Yes. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm combining that and like Daffy Duck, but Oh right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Something Marvin the Martian would wear. Yeah. Uh great segue here. Uh what's your postcard? Mine is as you see it a couple times, it's kinda of what we were talking about, where you see the empty town and then you see the painting of the <laughs> The house up on the hill. I it is a postcard. I thought That's it was a nice used. postcard. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> they went down to the. They got like, oh, we can get like three for ten cents. Yeah, we, bl- we blew all our money in uh, Billy the Kid versus Dracula for a Carradine. Uh, we don't have money for a model of a mission, <laughs> so here we got this drawing. <laughs> uh, what was yours, Stu? Uh, mine was like this. <laughs> it looked like a postcard you'd pick up at like a like a tourist spot it's like a lone cowboy and about 14 minutes in just standing on a rock with a gun <laughs> for some reason that just tickled me yeah. <laughs> yep bad. guarding this i'm guarding this rock <laughs> this is my it was rock. one of the wild bunch yeah the the wild bunch that, that were left after my name is nobody <laughs> you right <laughs> Those guys were all in, like, late middle age. They were as far from wild as you can get. I did enjoy the element of this movie that was, like, you have these legendary figures, Jesse James, the Wild Bunch, but it's, like, past their prime. (laughs) Yes. Like. Especially the Wild Bunch. They're all just, like, kind of flabby. Like, like, we're we're not really a bunch. We're more of a trio. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, and, I guess uh, that's more than a couple. We're not really wild. We're kind of like in bed by 10. <laughs> right? And it was uh, like, he kept saying like, oh, I thought you'd have more guys, but I think we have enough. He said that like three times. I was yeah. Like, that's, why are you that repeating was, that? It's Well, he's like trying to like convince himself that this is a good idea. Yeah. He's talking himself into it. Never a good idea. Yeah. yeah uh, no. We're like, this is, this is a good plan. Yeah. So my postcard was anytime Hank had his shirt off because I'm not surprised he was a good looking fella. He was a good looking fella. Like when he was fighting at the beginning, I was like, ooh, ooh. hello there. (laughs) Well, now. Hi, Hank. How's it going? That's what I that's what that's the first time I wrote. This is someone's kink. Which part of me is like Juanita. You've seen Hank without his shirt on. 
what decision is that you make here? <laughs> what she what she needed to do was combine like Jesse's intelligence with Hank. You know, That's combine what them Maria into was one. Missing. Combine them into one. Don't use the artificial brain. Put Jesse James's brain into Hank. But Hank was such a sweetie. I don't want to lose Hank. That is true. That is true. I was like really like as soon as they switched the artificial brain for Hank's real brain, I was like, oh, Hank's not coming back. I was mm. mad about it. I was like, yeah, but he's yeah. so sweet. He's like a puppy. I know. I was like, that. that is... I think Hank is the result of another mad scientist who put like a golden retriever's brain in a man's body. Because mm-hmm. he's yep. like a big old puppy dog of a man. Mm-hmm. But he was. I understand why, you know, the person getting the ticket let just went. Yep. Beefcake. You'll right do. There. Str- this You'll- strong, gentle idiot. Right there. I can put you on a screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you will fill we'll that get, screen. We'll, we'll <laughs> get women's... <laughs> that guy was like on the way to the office and we're like this. He was told, like, you need to find a way to get more women in the movie theater. And he and just like, like, I've got it. <laughs> he's like, we might be right able here. to put you in some of Clint Walker's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We don't, really like, have a shirt. we don't really have a shirt that fits you, so guess what? No no shirt for you. <laughs> um, we didn't really have a saloon in this movie. No. But what we did have was the Great Hall in the Frankenstein residence, which is where I want to have the Halloween party. Which, Ooh. tell me it did not look like the mansion from... Um, the Sabata movies. Oh yeah. Oh, it like, definitely did. That that fireplace looked hella familiar. Oh yeah. Like we're 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 getting we're having a costume party, you know, and they're just, we're gonna get some fake cobwebs and we're gonna have a time. Yeah, and I, I feel like they just redecorated it from the Sabata movie. Like it was just mm-hmm. a little bit. I think that was where the dinner scene was. Yeah. So they had yeah. a big long table in there. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit of, you know, they just dressed it up so they'd have like a little bit of like, you know, home. The old the old mad laboratory. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um it was, it was I, I enjoyed myself. Like we got a monologue from the villain. Yeah. We got and she had a great monologue. Like it was so good. We got her, she said you know, laboratory, which was great. Right. We got that. We got uh, her going, you know, like, it's alive. I'm like, I got everything out of this movie I wanted, except for Hank being okay at the end. Like, yes. the only th- that would have just thing- made it better. But yes. the only thing missing from that laboratory or from, you know, like, any scene inside the, the mission was like a smoke machine. That's what we needed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, didn't, they ran out of money for the smoke machine. They spent too much on all the little flashing lights. <laughs> they, they, used, they, they used the smoke machine over at Billy the Kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they went, we don't have any more smoke. It broke. Oh, sh- oh shit. Damn it. Well, they tried oh. to get a repair. They ran out of money. Like, well, I guess we don't have money for a model now. Because do somebody make a drawing on the back of this envelope? Right. Yep. Uh, uh. Finally, a coot. Oh. After all, he's not a bad old coot. Pharmacist coot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the druggist Jensen. <laughs> also, where was his wife? Like. <laughs> also. Well, he does. He have a wife. He just said he had a wife. I know. It looks. Then... It's like. 
it's like noon and he has a he has a sign out that says night service bell like yeah sure it is yeah that was my favorite part where he's like i'm married i have a wife and then like they open the door so you can see like back into his like bedroom from the front and it's a one person bed (laughs) is there a lady coot i don't think so sir Mm -hmm. I think you just, I think they're like Jensen. You you don't have a wife. Like I don't. Who are you talking about? I'm married to the shop. The shop is <laughs> yeah, my <right>. wife. <laughs> it's my mule out back. Exactly. Right. I named my mule wife. <laughs> <laughs> named my chicken mule. <laughs> it makes things very confusing. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. Right. It's the same I... way my my wife looks at me. Also, like, how stupid is Jesse James? So he hands over the note, and Jensen reads it, and then Jensen's like, I gotta go uh, get something. And he, like, goes out the back and runs. Like, it's, like, it's gone for, like, 20 minutes. And Jesse James is like, yeah, this is fine. This is how pharmacists work. And when uh, Jensen comes back, after saying, I'm going to go get, I need to go get a thing. All he brings back is the note and then just goes to his regular ingredients. To Which What did you something. go, what did that you note, go get, sir? What did you go just, get? <laughs> that note would have just been just as much helpful as if it had just said, like, I'm real dumb. Kick me in the pants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and you could see Jesse, like, looking out the window, like, huh wonder where he's going as he's like anyway sprinting I, i'm just imagining jesse's he's in the drugstore. he's like i gotta go get something you hear the like you know running steps slamming door <laughs> then he comes back in like sweating like oh uh, let me uh let me mix that up for you where, <laughs> and and where's the thing that you went to go get oh i you couldn't find i forgot it. i I'm forgot I, it's fine. I forgot i, I had it right here i don't actually need it um, although I will say how he sh- ends up shooting Lonnie was bad. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a good, that was, was a good, good shoot. That was some good dude shooting right there. Yep. Yep. Which was nice to see. Cause there was not very good dude shooting in, in Dracula. <laughs> there was good smacking in the face <laughs> with a gun. The, ba- the, ba- the best pistol whipping in yeah, cinema was, history. Uh, which they check make out, up for with that. Check out our Insta if you want to see that moment. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I laughed so it's the funniest one of the funniest things I've seen in a movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was made even better because you said like your postcard is the the exact frame where the pistol <laughs> makes contact with Dracula. <laughs> it was just so unexpected. <laughs> Hilarious. Here yeah, this has the actual yeah. cool dude shooting. Yes. Yep. Like he was, a, you know, for like he he could he could dude shoot. So I'm like, okay, Jesse James, okay. And I think I also knew uh, elsewhere this the budget went in these two movies is there were some pretty horses. We got to see some pretty horses. Yeah. There was the well well groomed and brushed. There was the one trigger looking horse. Mm-hmm. He was real pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we feel about this thing? Oh, well, I got to say it, it's hard because it's like there were parts of Dracula that I enjoyed just because of how bad 
it was. <laughs> like, right. It's, yeah. it's got, you know, like, these are movies for people who enjoy bad movies. And, and like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, these movies are the worst. Because I had fun watching both of them. But Absolutely. I think I liked this one better because I liked Maria Frankenstein as the villain a lot better than creepy Uncle Dracula. I I would say between the two movies, this one was like an actual movie. This one, yes. it had a plot. <laughs> it was fun to watch. Like, it had, she was an excellent villain. I loved her. So good. Yeah. Every time she was on screen, she was so watchable. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, I agree. Like, between the two, this one was the better movie. They're both not good movies. <laughs> no, they're terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but they are, I would say, like, this one was much more rewatchable than the Billy, than Billy the Kid. Because I, I watched this one twice. <laughs> See, I had a great time both times watching it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think I actually got to cast my ballot for... Billy the Kid. Oh. Because, and I think it's just because I just so enjoyed just the carousel effect of how awful it was. Just this this caravan of trash. Yeah, because it was, because I was going to say. It just came at me and it didn't let up. For, for the Maria Frankenstein movie, I feel like the stakes were like real stakes yeah Mm -hmm. whereas in dracula it was like this whole town is like conspiring to help dracula (laughs) let's not get in dracula's way now let's just (laughs) dr acula dr acula over here oh here comes the bat carrying another piece of uh the ikea furniture to the (laughs) silver cave yeah (laughs) that's normal yeah, oh, this creepy man wants to see that picture of my hot daughter again, and he got real excited when I said we live near a cave. That's nothing to be concerned about. Not at all. My Whereas uncle, this was like, everyone's my, moving away. Like, everyone's like, oh, no, we shouldn't Right, be people are just being like, oh, this weird German scientist who's evading the authorities. Well, I should be concerned. Well, like, last time, I, I said, like, Billy the Kid versus Dracula, I would put on... While kids are trick or treating, that's the movie that I want to have on, like on Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because it's it's exa- it's a, it's so camp. It's so yeah. camp. Um, this though, this is the movie I watch like on mischief night. You know, Ooh. like tonight. Tonight is mischief night for everybody on the East Coast who knows what I'm talking mm-hmm. about when I mention mischief night. It's the night before Halloween. Um, that's my mischief night movie. You know, you settle in, you got a bowl of popcorn in, you, where you actually want to like focus on the movie, but you just want something that's, that's camp enough, but good enough to watch. Like they're very, they're, they're both very rewatchable, but for very different reasons, which is funny, especially since they were filmed at the same time. Probably. Probably. <laughs> they it may have been filmed exactly at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over the course of eight days. Again, right. Dracula is so bright because they filmed that one in the morning. They shot that in the morning, and then they shot this in the late afternoon. <laughs> God damn! Thank you, William Bodine, and your tr- wonderful trash factory. I'm sure we'll we'll be watching more of his wonderful films. So if I gave like five Sobatas out of six to Billy the Kid, Dracula. I think I'm going to do four and three quarters for Frankenstein's daughter. And I think it's just because, like, I just 
like being delightfully confused. Like it's like Billy the Kid versus Dracula is like keys being dangled in front of my face. Like, oh boy. I feel I... like this this was that for me. I, I just I loved a villain so much more in this mm-hmm. one, and I feel like that really makes a movie sometimes to have a strong villain. So for me it was having Maria Frankenstein and Juanita. Like they both of them were just fabulous. Like I loved them. I would give this a five out of six. Um, this I is good camp so much yeah 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 very you heard it from here this is good camp you're gonna enjoy these mm-hmm. if you like camp if you like color if you like if you like just something wild uh you're gonna like uh jesse james uh meets and has a pleasant afternoon and afternoon tea with uh frankenstein's monsters uh um granddaughter's babysitter second cousin right once removed (laughs) uh that person's newspaper carrier (laughs) i'm here for it we're we're way out of of line here uh uh, i want to thank you all for listening if you'd like to reach out to us if you have a question a comment or a movie you'd like us to 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 sit and watch and uh, chat about uh you can reach out to us at cowpunchers show that's multiple cow punchers show at gmail.com or you can check out wonderful reels made by our own amy mcleod you can look at our carefully curated uh faces and postcards care of mel huggins at our instagram at cow punchers pod so check it out thank you for listening i am your pallbearer Stu kaufman and don't forget to hashtag girl boss. I'm Amy McLeod. <laughs> Justice for Hank. And it's alive! <laughs> 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 <laughs>